Hey, everybody. Do you guys edit your written words or do you just type it and boom, hit send? Well, we're going to dive into how written words intersect with the new frontier. Stick with us. Hey guys, happy Thanksgiving. Wow, can't believe we're here already. Hope you and your families are doing well and enjoying a great day. Uh, thank you to Half Coast Studios here in St. Louis, Missouri. Matt and Dietz, we just appreciate everything they do each and every week. My name is Jeff Mason. I'm your host, Simple Biz 360 podcast, found on 27 listening platforms, most recently Amazon's Audible, and we're on YouTube. So if you want to subscribe, we'd love your subscription on any one of those platforms. Uh, you can see if you're looking at YouTube now, lower right-hand corner, you can hover over that cursor, you can get to the YouTube channel, many different ways uh, to subscribe, but we would love you to come on board each and every week. So we're having some fun here. Today we're going to just look at, you know, do words matter? We're going to ask that question. So uh, does editing the written word actually matter to customers, right? Does Do strong words really outperform weak words? Do buyers really care what words we use? Is it worth extra energy uh, of challenging your word selection. It's going to take some time and energy on your end to do it. Uh, do Does anyone really care if I write like I speak? Does anyone really care if I write like I text? And does anyone really care if my emails don't, you know, they're ab- abbreviated and don't have great sentence structure? I mean, is, is that really important? So uh, our answer is in short, yes, words matter. We're going to be direct about that, right? We're not going to deflect. Uh, Yes, they do matter. We're going to encourage you today to kind of look at your communication and determine, does this piece of communication register as a mission-specific document that should embody a professional appearance and a professional reading flow? Because in those kind of documents, those real important ones, that appearance of the document, nice, tight, and neat, and that reading flow are going to be very important. So let's take a look at what customers um, really think about. And, and I've watched this. I've, I've watched this and engaged over 30 years. And, and this is kind of what I've come up with. Well, a prospective employer, right, when you look at the interview process and resume process, well, they're going to weigh words heavily on a resume, probably one of the most heavily weighed uh, pieces of communication that's out there, right? First impressions, like that opening sentence, they're going to, you know, that's going to either be strong enough to get you to the uh, interest step of the selling process, or that's going to be strong enough to get you to the next level. And I've seen plenty of uh, first impression opening sentence mistakes for sure. Um, Customers react to strong words over weak words. Customers want wise in, want to see a wise investment on their end over a great investment. Kind of a little example of, of a weak word would be great. And so, you know, uh, customers want that wise investment. That word wise would be a stronger word to explain investment, whereas great is just kind of, uh, you know, it's ambiguous um, in a way. Word reduction streamlines the reading experience for the customers. They want words that elevate words that don't deflate. They want uh, encouraging words that build up, not words that tear down and destroy. They want solution wording, not dead end you know, uh, just 
going nowhere wording. Uh, they want to see, and they're not going to tell you this, but they would really like to see a combination of word reduction, right, and word selection, because this is now going to create a document that has speed, because it's going to read quickly, and it's got strength. It's something they can look at and say, yeah, this is, you know, this is a powerfully written piece of correspondence. And again, they're not going to articulate this to you, but in your travels over the years, over the decades, you find out based on asking for feedback, what was good, what was bad. You, you, you find out these things. So word reduction plus uh, word selection. If you can do that combination, it shows that customer you're exercising good stewardship with the time, money, respect, trust they gave you. And they're expecting that in return. Uh, in summary, you know, words can make or break the customer perception. And that's really, again, the new frontier we're talking about. You know, if you can improve the how you do business, you're going to improve the results. So writing uh, is, is very much, you know, in line with that, if you will. So I'm going to kind of give you a couple cool stories in life that I just think I love life stories. I love telling stories. But, you know, politics in the 80s, 1981, I took this class in college. And it was, um, we had to write various term papers, if I, if I remember correctly, six or eight of them. And, you know, uh, the first one I wrote, well, the professor gives you back your uh, grade in a cassette form. And so you plug this cassette in back then and you listen to this cassette tape of him telling you how he feels about your uh, paper. So, you know, I, I was with my girlfriend, who's now my wife at the time. I said, oh, this is, this was a good paper. I know it was good. And so let's listen to this together. And he starts, I said, yeah, Mr. Mason, a great content on this paper, but I have to give you a D. I was like, a D? He said, yeah, you just have a horrible way of writing. I mean, I don't know how else to say. You need, you need writing help. And, you know, I was floored. I was, I was flattened. Um, but you know what? I went out and took a composition class the next semester, an elective course, and I've worked at really getting better intentionally, conscientiously at the writing process. Um, I had an order one time for 191,000 pants that I got. It was actually on a replenishment order uh, basis as well, which meant we get, you know, tens of thousands of pants a month on top of this. And that awarded letter without award was given to me because of a letter that I labored over for days to write this. I had to pick every word strategically. I sent it off to management, to coworkers, had them look at it, got a lot of input on it. And when I finally put this letter across, I mean, the, the buyer got back to me and was like, wow, yeah, this makes a ton of sense. I won't get into all the details, but it was how the letter was written. He said, you're right. You, you are the guys that need this program. Um, we're going to give this program to you. So it was, it was a big coup for me. And, um, you know, I, you know, it was all how I, uh, the, the, the time I put into that, you know, eight and a half by 11 document. Now, I worked in New York City. We had a, a receptionist slash secretary that would uh, take our written letters and she would type them. And at that point, mid-90s, I was an editor type of guy. I'd already kind of bit off on that. So, you know, I'd give her a version. She'd give it back to me. I'd give her version two. Get back, give her version three. I'd give her version four and she blew up. And she just hit the roof and complained to our uh, office manager. Office manager 
quite calmly just came in and said, what's going on? I said, well, here's the deal, blah, 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 blah. And she said, this was no way for a professional uh, person to act. And, uh, you know, this, and th- that young lady, unfortunately, didn't stay with us much longer because she didn't want to go through revising the my letters all the time. Now, other people, she might have only done it twice. But with me, I, I really wanted to do it right. And, you know, I prefer to actually type letters myself. And in most cases, I do, which takes all that, you know, uh, stress and complexity out of the process. But, but, you know, nonetheless, it happened. Now, when I wrote my book, I worked with an editor and we did it electronically. And it was a very interesting process. I, I, I did everything via email and Word and, and all these corrective um, versions of my book. And we did it chapter by chapter, but we did eight rounds of copy and composition uh, for my book. And that's a lot of rounds to work with an editor. But our goal was uh, every time we did an edited version of that chapter, we wanted to trim the words, exchange weak words for strong words, and we wanted to just tighten that up where we ended up with as least amount of words with the end result as possible. Because I wanted you, a purchaser of that book, to get the book and have something that just you scoot through it. It just scoots. It flies. It's kind of fun to read in some spots. It's not as dry as you may think, but it's got lists in it. It's just a good reference book. But more importantly, yeah, you polish it off. And I, I'm not a fast reader. Three and a half, four hours, I'm done with it. So it just goes. So, you know, that's how we did it. And it was very interesting in the process. She said to me, okay, you know, one of the things we're going to do is you want to stay away from word echoing. So if you've got a paragraph and you, you reference a customer four times in the paragraph and you use the word customer, let's change that word. So let's put consumer in one spot, buyer in another, and you change things up so that the reader doesn't read this, you know, repetitiveness in the document. So we're going to be very careful about word selection. But Jeff, we're going to focus on weak words, and we're going to exchange weak words with strong words. So many times you can use a string of you know, five, six, seven weak words, and you can find one strong word to replace it. And boom, you've got a much more powerful uh, end product. So it was really, uh, it was really a great exercise for me to be part of. And you know, what do we have for you uh, today is starting points. You know, where could you start? Well, identify which mission-specific documents you would like to tackle in this word reduction and word selection um, combination process. What could you really find where you could start instituting this discipline? And then um, sit on your words. Challenge them. Let it sit overnight. Look at it the next morning when you're fresh. Uh, Even doing one of these podcasts this last week, my outline, I said, you know what? I'm going to let that outline bake overnight. I'm not happy with the direction I'm taking that podcast. I want to make sure that I uh, I challenge it in the morning. And sure enough, in the morning, I probably went, uh, you know, 45 degrees over that way instead of following the path I was on. So, you know, pass them around to colleagues, pass these documents to friends, to family, to loved ones. Um, But most of all, roll out the welcome mat for using um, words that matter. And I I just, you know, they do truly matter. So, you know, enough said on that. So we're going to have some fun today. And I bet you the title of this album on uh, this Lost in the Shuffle track, I bet you this band was very intentional about their wording. The name of the album was You Can Tune a Piano, But You Can't Tune a Piano. 
fish, like tuna fish, right? REO Speedwagon, 1978. Um, actually, very connected to St. Louis, I must say. REO Speedwagon came out of Champaign, Illinois. They were University of Illinois folks. They, I believe it was a drummer they picked up. He was out of Peoria, Illinois. And Casey, which is a big classic rock station here in, in, uh, uh, in St. Louis, they actually gave the band a lot of airplay in the 70s, got them kind of kickstart on the national stage. And by this time, when they did this album, they were, they were really you know getting out there and getting well-known. But they did a song called Time to Fly and Time for Me to Fly. And it was written by uh, uh, Mr. Cronin, who uh, helped found the band. It's just a phenomenal song. Has nothing to do with words matter other than maybe the title of the album, but it's just such a cool song. And, and you know what? It, go to sleep tonight, wake up tomorrow, and just think about this song. It, maybe it's time for you to fly and do something a little different. Fly with a different discipline and pick the discipline that suggests that words do matter. And see what you come up with. I think you're going to be surprised at your end result. I, I do believe it will help you grow your business and help your customers perceive your business in a better light. So again, we always say, hey, if you want to improve the results of your business, so improve the how, right? Big H, big R. And as always, guys, look up stuff on your own. There's enough garbage going on in this world. There's so much crud hitting us on the news levels. Don't, don't believe it all. Do your own research to come up with your own take on what's going on. Be a truth teller. We need more truth tellers. Turn that TV cable news off. Turn on a podcast. It's exciting. It's a whole new world out there. There's just tens of thousands of cool podcasts out there. And pick up your Bible. I mean, God's word is amazing. The best stories in the world. Pray and always, if you can get to the point where you know God, love God with all your heart, mind, and soul, Thank you. We will see you in 168 hours. Happy Thanksgiving.